This is Relic Radio Thriller's action, adventure, and intrigue from the golden age of radio. New shows every Friday at relicradio.com. Our story this week comes from Rocky Jordan, series that aired over CBS from January of 1945 to June of 1953. Most of the surviving episodes come from the 1948 to 1951 time period. We'll hear one of those from November 6th, 1949. Here's The Black Ball. Buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Time now for Rocky Jordan, brought to you by Del Monte Foods, the brand preferred by more women than any other line of canned fruits and vegetables in the world. Far from the Musk Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against the backdrop of antiquity. Del Monte presents Rocky Jordan and this week's story, Black Ball. It was in the quiet part of the afternoon. I was back in the office of my tambourine, catching up on some paperwork, when Chris, my bartender, stuck his head in the door. The afternoon mail, Rock. Oh, thanks, Chris. Just lay it on the desk. They're just bills, mostly. Yeah. Say, Rocky. Hmm? You've been expecting something from Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo? Oh, why? Well, this little package here, it's stamped Monte Carlo. wonder what it is. Hmm. There's one way of finding out. Oh. What is it, Rock? Hmm. You ever see one of these? Well, I'll be. It's nothing but a little black ball. The kind they use on a roulette wheel. Roulette, sure. Well, isn't there anything else in the package? Or a note or something? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the game, Rock? Beats me. Then I guess we'll find out soon enough. Chris went out, and I sat there for a minute, tossing the black ball around in my hand, looking at it. Then I dropped it in the top drawer and got back to work. The crowds came into the tambourine heavy that evening, and I took over at the back end of the bar. From there, I saw her come in. She was Italian, pretty in a way, except for the look in her eyes. Her coal black hair seemed a little unkempt. A light traveling coat covered her too slim figure. Her right hand was in the coat pocket, and she kept it there. She pushed her way back and found a place directly across the bar from me. Cairo, an awful place. This is called the Café Tambourine, is it not? That's what the sign says, lady. It is owned then by a man named Rocky Jordan. Well, it's no secret. Would you please find him and tell him there is someone here to see him? Uh, What about? Tell your Mr. Jordan Carlotta is here. He will know what it is about. I don't think he knows anyone by the name of Carlotta. At one time he did. At one time he knew me very well. Huh? Where? In Milan. Now, would you please call him for me? I have something for him. Well, I hope he's going to like it. Where is Mr. Jordan, please? You're looking at him. I ask you not to jest with me. It's a fact. I'm Rocky Jordan. Do you not think I would know Rocky Jordan when I see him? 
Faith, the wavy brown hair, the thin smiling lips, even the cleft of his small chin. <laughs> Somebody's been playing a game with you. Hey, Chris. Yeah. What's up, Rock? Tell this lady my name. Your name? Oh, but can't Just you... Just tell her. It's Rocky Jordan, of course. Oh. I see. Thanks, Chris. Sure. Well, want to see some identification, driver's license, tax receipt? No, that is not necessary. I believe you. Again, I have been made such a fool. That happens to us all, one time or another. And I had something so nice for him. Something I have carried all the way from Milan. His present, huh? There in your pocket. Makes a bulge like a gun. You wish to see it? Very well. I'll cut it. Put it away. Of course. That's better. I will find him. No matter what his real name is. Let me know when you do. I don't like guys passing themselves off as me. Or if you meet him before I do, please tell him Carlotta is at the Hibbert house, waiting. She went out, and I kept wondering who'd been in Milan passing himself off as me. I stepped to the door and watched her walking aimlessly down the street. That's when I noticed a man in a white suit and broad-brimmed Panama hat to match standing across the way under a street lamp. He was watching Carlotta, too. He looked vaguely familiar, so I started out to have some words with him. I never made it because he and his white suit saw me and slipped away into the shadows. It was later that night that things began to happen again. I was walking down the busy Chariel booth on my way to a friend's house for a poker session. It was the red coat and the briefcase that first caught my eye. Then I saw the puffy red face and the blunt nose. It was a short, heavy set man with arches in his shoes coming my way, and he didn't stop till he bumped into me. Oh, so sorry, my friend. I moved to go on when I saw his fist open up before my eyes. In it was a little black ball, a roulette ball, exactly like the one that came in the mail. My calling card. Uh, we should talk now, Mr. Jordan, no? Yeah. This sidewalk cafe is most convenient. Uh, perhaps the vacant table. Uh, you're leading, mister. Here we are. Uh, Mr. Jordan, I am Emil Karnak. Uh, you are Rocky Jordan, are you not? That's right. Your orders, monsieur. Oh, just coffee for me. Uh, the same for me. All right, Mr. Karnak, you've got business with me. Let's hear it. Good. Right to business. That's what I like. I am employed, Mr. Jordan, by the International Club of Monte Carlo. You, of course, understand now why I am here. As a matter of fact, I don't. Um, I have the figures. Um, let me see now. Mm, yes, here we are. July 2nd, 1949, you, Mr. Jordan, spent a session at a roulette wheel in the Monte Carlo International Club. I did? You lost at the roulette wheel a sum of 100,000 francs. You wrote a check for that amount, which... Uh, was not good. That's what your notes say. Oh, they are correct. Does the management of the International Club have dispatched me to Cairo, Egypt, to find Rocky Jordan, owner of the Café Tambourine, to make collection? The coffee, monsieur. Oh, thank you, waiter. Here, you may keep the check. Merci, monsieur. Let's get this straight, Mr. Karnak. You mean you've been sent clear for Monte Carlo to collect 100,000 francs from me? Oh, I, I flew in only this morning. Oh, Mr. Jordan, delightful trip. The Mediterranean is a beautiful sight from the air at this time of year. Don't you think... Why all this hocus-pocus with the black ball? 
It was sent in hopes you would have the money ready. Only you don't come to the tambourine, you collar me on the street. <laughs> it is my method to handle these affairs with a minimum of embarrassment. Yeah, that's all very good, Karnak, only you got it wrong. I haven't been playing any roulette wheels, and I haven't been to Monte Carlo in years. Indeed. There's a guy passing himself off as me. He's the one you're after. Well, I have a photograph of the Rocky Jordan I am looking for. The one who wrote the bad check. It is a photograph of you. Now, 100,000 francs payable in cash this time, plus my expenses, which I shall itemize. And if you don't get it? But, Mr. Jordan, there is no such thing. I always get what I am after. <laughs> but I am not unreasonable. It is night now. I am perfectly willing to wait until tomorrow morning when the bank opens. If you want me before, then I am at the Pyramid Hotel. Hmm? Good night, Mr. Jordan. Emil Karnak tipped his hat, snuggled the briefcase under his arm, and walked off and down the street. After a second, I moved to follow until I saw somebody else lingering a couple of doors away. It was the same fellow I'd seen outside the tambourine when Carlotta had left me that evening. The one in a Panama hat. I moved over to him. Bother you for a light, mister? Hmm? Oh, sure. Hey, Rocky. Hiya, Rock. Uh, I thought I'd seen you before. Sure you remember me, Al Marco. Yeah. Real big newspaper man around the Near East, as I remember. That's it. Haven't seen you in a long time, Rock. No, not since they kicked you out of Carroll. Oh, now, Rock, that's unfair. Discredited, maybe, but reporters got to take chances. All right, skip it, Margo. We got other things to talk about. We have, Rock? Yeah. Why were you watching me and Carlotta, and now Karnak? I don't know what you're talking about, Rock. Stop! Stop! Look out! Come on, Rocky, let's get out! I stayed with Al Margo as he raced through the streets and the alleys. Then he cut back, and not far from where he'd started, he ducked into a third-rate rooming house, up to a back room on the upper floor. His key opened the door, and we were inside. After cutting on a light, the first thing he did was reach for a bottle. It looks like you got girl trouble, Margo. What do you mean by that, Rock? That hole in your hat will explain. You got an angle? Sure. Her name's Carlotta, the Italian girl you were watching at my cafe this evening. The description she gave me fits you to a collarbone. Tall, brown, wavy hair, thin lips. Did she give my name? No. She said you were Rocky Jordan. That means you've been passing yourself off as me. All I want to hear is why. Just a little gag, Rocky, and lots of times you don't tell a girl your right name. And there's something else I want cleared up. You been to Monte Carlo lately? Put down that bottle and answer me. Take it easy, Rock. So I've been to Monte Carlo. What about it? Using my name and my address in Cairo? You've got a sense of humor, Rock. You can take a joke. Not when you write bad checks in my name, Margo. I'm when a guy named Emil Karnak shows up from the International Club to collect your gambling debts from me. You want some more? Okay. Sure, I used your name. I did lose a few pills at the International Club. All right, that's all I wanted. All right, now you and I are going to hunt up Emil Karnak. You're going to tell him you're the one who's been passing himself off as me. Rocky, I'm not going anywhere. Oh. Your gun says that, too. I can't tell Carmack I'm the one he's looking for. Oh, Rocky, I can't do that. Why not? Because I haven't got the money to pay him. And Carnack won't like that. And that's Carnack's problem. No, Rocky, that's your problem. Because as long as I don't tell him I'm the one, he'll be looking at you. So it looks like you're going to have to pay it yourself. That's just the way you get it figured, huh? Suit yourself. But if you don't cancel the debt, Rocky, Carnack's going to cancel you. 
Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Let's turn back the clock about 24 hours and drop in on Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. They're just returning from a football game. Well, here we are, home at last, and boy, am I hungry. Oh, so am I. Let's start thinking about some food. Big, juicy hamburgers, maybe. Say, that's for me, with plenty of catsup. Uh Uh-huh. Del Monte catsup. It has such marvelous flavor. And Mrs. Johnson really knows her catsup. Del Monte catsup. The zestiest, liveliest catsup that ever pleased a man. Now that football season is in full swing, you'll find Del Monte catsup a bigger help than ever when planning lunches before the game or supper afterwards. It's a smart hostess who serves hearty food and lots of it, with plenty of Del Monte catsup handy to add bright, rich, spiced tomato flavor. Yes, that marvelous tomato flavor you find in Del Monte catsup, the only catsup made with pineapple vinegar, that superlative vinegar that coaxes out all the best in tomato flavor. Remember, for real zip and zest, it's Del Monte catsup every time. Next time you go shopping, look for Del Monte catsup. You'll like its quality, and you'll like its thrifty price. And now we take you back to Cairo, and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, Black Ball. Margot had admitted everything. He'd been a lot of places posing as me, Rocky Jordan. And now he held a gun that said the conversation was over. And a lot more. So I got out. I had one job before I made my next move, and that took me to the Hibbert house, where Carlotta had said she'd be waiting. She hadn't been waiting long because her overcoat was lying across a chair as she opened the door. Mr. Jordan, for what reason do you come here? I figure I'll find it here in your overcoat pocket. Gun... A couple of shells, empty, maybe. Then you will be disappointed. The gun is not there. Ah. Where is it, Carlotta? If I tell you, you will take it from me. So why should I? I don't want you throwing any more shots at Al Margo. Not yet. Al Margo? In Milan. He used my name. So? His name is Al Margo. I'm glad you told me. Now, please, tell me where I can find him. It works both ways, Carlotta. You haven't yet handed over the gun. And you have not yet told me why you should care. Because there's a real smooth bill collector in for Monte Carlo named Emil Karnak. He's looking for Margot, too. Only he made the same mistake you did by coming to me. Oh, I see. You tried for Margot's life once tonight. I don't want that to happen again. Not that he clears me with Karnak. I have not shot at El Margot. Oh, I think different. You came to Cairo to find him and kill him. Why should I deny that? Carlotta, I think you'd better stay right here. And why should I? Because I don't want Margot killed by you or anybody else. Not that he talks to Karnak. I shall do what I like, Mr. Jordan. Huh? We'll fix that. I dialed Chris at the tambourine and told him to get right over. I stayed with Carlotta till Chris showed up, and then told him to hold her there till I got back. Then I went over to the Pyramid Hotel to get Karnak. I found him in the all-night grill alone at a front table. Ah, Mr. Jordan, a pleasant surprise. Please sit down. I'm glad you're here, Mr. Karnak. I want to clear this up tonight. Ah, you have the money then, Mr. Jordan. No, but I have the man you want. He called himself Rocky Jordan at Monte Carlo, but his real name's Al Margo. He's right here in Cairo. Mr. Jordan, my employer sent me only to see you. I know of no such man. And then it's time you met him. 
Come on. Very well, my friend, if you wish. I'll take you to Margot, and he'll give you the truth if I have to beat it out of him. Our taxi made it in a hurry through the night streets to the little rooming house. Karnak and I went right in. At my first knock, the door was open, but not by Al Margot. Standing there, a freshly lit Egyptian cigarette in his hand, his fares correctly fitted on his head, was Captain Sam Sabaya, Cairo Police. Well, come in, Jordan. You know, you ought to try sleeping at night, Sam. Ah, he, he is the one most noble Captain Sabaya Bay. Huh? I do not know the one with the red coat and the red face, but this man, I could swear... A moment, woman. Jordan, you see, on the bed... Uh, Is he dead, Sam? You grasp for precious seconds, knowing full well that he is dead. You know him, of course. Sure, he's Al Margot. Mr. Karnak here and I were coming for a talk with him. Hey, Captain Sabayev, may I explain that Mr. Jordan brought me here? He will have to explain why. Well, Jordan? Margot could have told you that. Ah, you see, you see, Sabayev, Like the thief in the night, he returns to the scene of his crime. Hey, wait a minute, what's she driving at, Sam? Continue, woman. Tell him what you told me. Most immediately, sir. I, the landlady, heard the song. I opened my door to see the unfortunate person fleeing in terror before this man. Like a wild one, he pursued the frightened one down the hall and into this room. We were both running from the same thing. Let her continue, Jordan. There were shots of violence from the room. I shrunk into my own humble quarters until much later I heard the shots and when the police came... Sam, are you trying to build a case on that kind of a witness? I wasn't in this room for Enough, Jordan. As yet, you stand accused of nothing. You better start hunting for an Italian girl named Carlotta. At the moment, I must attend to the victim. But there is much to be told. You will both remain available for questioning. Anytime you say, Sam. Uh, My card, Captain Sebaye. I am at the Pyramid Hotel. Thank you, Mr. Karnak. I will see you both again, and very soon. Karnak and I went out down the hall of the street. Our taxi was gone, so we walked toward the Shariel booth to scout for a ride. That's when he got to talking. Oh, very regrettable, Mr. Jordan, that you have to be in such trouble. You think I am? Consider, if I should suddenly let Captain Sebaya know what you have said to me, that this Margot assumed your name, that uh, he did much to place you in jeopardy, even to writing bad checks. Naturally, you were very angry. What are you driving at? There was a fight, was there not? Both the statement of the landlady and the appearance of Margot's room indicates that. Go on. It is not likely that Captain Sabaya will think if... But then I am not interested in seeing you face a charge of murder. What are you interested in? That you pay me 100,000 francs. Plus expenses. Until tomorrow morning, then, when the banks open... Karnak was still smiling as he turned and walked away. And I was off in another direction, to the Hibbert house. Right then, it looked like my plan to have Chris hold Carlotta in her room and out of trouble hadn't worked. And I wanted to know why. I didn't expect an answer to my knock. Hello, Rocky. Chris, what did I tell you to do? What do you mean? All you said was... The bartender delights in work, Mr. Jordan. You should give him a raise. Chris, I told you to keep her in here. I told you not to let her... Take it easy, Rocky. She hasn't moved from that chair. She's been in here all the time. Well, that's what you said, wasn't it? What difference does it make? Why are you so excited? 
Tell me, Mr. Jordan. All right, I will, Carlotta. Al Margo's dead. <gasps> oh. No. No. No, it, it can't be. But it is. He was shot within the last hour. Oh. Isn't that what you wanted? That... That is what I thought, but... No, I... I do not know. I... I do not know at all. It had to happen one way or another. Yes, I... I knew that his evil life would catch up with him. But perhaps I still love him. How can I say? I do not know. Carlotta, try to listen for a minute. Did you know about his being at Monte Carlo? Yes. Yes, I, I did know. There was once when he told me everything. About a gambling debt there? He, he paid it with a check signed in your name. For 30,000 francs. 30,000? Karnak's been asking for 100000 Then he is mistaken. Al owed the International Club only 30000 I am sure. Oh, please. Thanks, Carlotta. Chris, you can run along home. I gotta see Karnak at the Pyramid Hotel. In less than a quarter of an hour, I was in the lobby of the Pyramid. The room clerk was dozing at his desk. I didn't bother him, just had a look at the register, took his pass key from a hook, and went up to Emil Karnak's second-floor suite. The transom was dark, so I quietly unlocked the door and went in, leaving it open. The sound of heavy breathing from the next room told me Karnak was asleep. So I scratched around and I found his briefcase on the desk. I opened it, moved over to the window where there was just enough light from the hotel sign outside blinking on and off. His passport was there and it checked. Then I shuffled through the papers till I found a photograph. It was of Al Margot, but the name on the back said Rocky Jordan. This was the picture Karnak had told me he'd brought for identification, and it meant Karnak had known all along I wasn't the man he was supposed to be looking for. Now it was time to wake up, Mr. Karnak. Only I didn't have to. You will lay the briefcase back on the desk, Mr. Jordan. Uh. Are you... Uh... Quite through now, Mr. Jordan? All through, Karnak. So is your shakedown. Oh, then you do not think I am from the International Club of Monte Carlo? Oh, I know you are. I know Al Margo owed the club 30,000 francs and you were after it. So? But when you got to Cairo and found you had the wrong man, you decided on a deal of your own. To shake me down for 100,000, pay 30 to the club and pocket 70 for yourself. Oh, you learn many things, but uh, too late, my friend. Hey, it's a great deal, Karnak. You kill Al Margo so he can't tell me or anybody else he'd only lost 30000 And also to pin the knockoff on me. To make me sweat and kick in with 100000 in a hurry. That it, Karnak? But it is over now. I will regret to inform the police that I was forced to kill an intruder. There is no other way. I like my business done quick. Yeah. Unbelieving, I saw Karnak drop his gun, twist and slump to the floor. The shots had come from behind me. I whirled, and there, framed in the dark doorway, stood Carlotta. I... I'm sorry, Mr. Jordan. Uh, you better give me the gun, Carlotta. I am so very sorry. Oh, for saving my life? I, I did not do it for your sake. I shot him only for what he did to El Marco. Al meant that much to you? I, I guess he did. Otherwise, I could not have finished it. Oh, you didn't, Carlotta. What? You're a poor shot. You hit Karnak, but that's all. You mean he is not dead? No. All we have to do is call a hospital, and then the police. 
just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. The problem of how to cook new and interesting budget dishes these days is easily solved with Del Monte tomato sauce. That's because the rich, spiced tomato goodness of Del Monte tomato sauce really brings out the best flavor of the food you cook with it. Plain dishes become special dishes. Mrs. Irwin C. Jones of Los Angeles knows how helpful Del Monte tomato sauce can be. She's been cooking with it for 20 years, and she said... We're a family of hearty eaters, and we love good food with lots of flavor. And there just isn't anything like Del Monte tomato sauce for flavor. It has a nice fresh tang, and it keeps so bright when you cook it in. And that's mighty important, especially with plain food such as pastes and leftovers. Oh, I'm sold on Del Monte tomato sauce, all right. I'd hate to be without it. And once you have tried Del Monte tomato sauce, you'll hate to be without it too, friends. So take a tip from Mrs. Jones. Pep up those plain foods. Give a zesty, hearty flavor to everyday dishes with Del Monte, the original tomato sauce. You can depend on its matchless flavor just as you depend on all Del Monte foods for flavor. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. phone call brought Sam Sabai in a hurry. Karnak was carted off to a hospital with nothing more than a bullet hole in his shoulder, and Carlotta was taken to headquarters for questioning. And Sam joined me at the tambourine. I made up a pint of coffee in the kitchen, and we sat down in my office. When an Egyptian enjoys his food or drink, it's considered polite to show his host by making as much noise with it as possible. Sam's as polite as they come. Most excellent coffee, Jordan. <laughs> That's what I hear, Sam. You... Oh. <laughs> the manners of the East bewilder you at times, do they not? Just as I do not understand certain ways of your people. Ah, sometimes they all confuse me. Yes, indeed. Yet the inherent traits we find in all people, do we not? Love, hatred, avarice, fear. Yeah, we saw them all today. With the pitiful Carlotta, it was love. Mixed up with hatred. You know, after Margot left her in Milan, she came to square things. Didn't help when she found out he hadn't even told her his right name. And the avarice we find in Emil Karnak. Yeah, a good employee of his company until he saw the chance to get rich. He found out Margot was his man, but he also found out Margot didn't have any money. Karnak thought I did, so he killed Margot and kept the heat on me. Mm. <laughs> it's too bad he didn't get a look at my bank account. I fear that Karnak has quite enough trouble ahead. We shall get a confession. All I'm concerned about is Carlotta. Why, Jordan? Did she not fire the gun only to save your life? Well, yeah, sure. She will be given her freedom. Oh, good. I guess she couldn't ask for any more than that. She will return to Milan, most rich in her wisdom of the ways of the world. <laughs> Want to know what I get out of it, Sam? What, Jordan? Yeah. There it is. A little black ball? Off a roulette wheel in Monte Carlo. As you Americans would say, you have been behind the black ball? Oh, you're a little mixed, Sam. You mean the eight ball? In your case, is there any difference, Jordan? (laughs) 
or the finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products. Del Monte catsup and chili sauce. Del Monte tomato sauce and canned tomatoes. And Del Monte tomato juice. Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Rocky Jordan, written by Larry Roman and Gomer Cool, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jane Novello as Sam Sabaya, and is produced and directed by Cliff Howell, with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arunt. Remember, you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station, and the story is The Strange Death of Van Dorn. Here's the handiest, easiest way to brighten a meal. Del Monte Fruit Cocktail. Five luscious fruits ready diced to serve as is. Everybody likes colorful, delicious Del Monte Fruit Cocktail. Now, just a reminder. The community chest helps you by helping others. Have you given your share? Support your Red Feather Community Chest Services. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. from Rocky Jordan Relic Radio Thrillers and Relic Radio in general at relicradio.com. You'll find all of the podcasts there, past episodes of all of them, thousands in all, and our shoutcast stream with even more old-time radio. Remember, if you'd like to help support it all, you can click on a donate button or visit donate.relicradio.com. It's how all of this is made possible. Thank you, as always, to those who have. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back tomorrow with the horror and next Friday with another episode of Relic Radio Thrillers. Thank you.